Welcome back to another episode of the 104 Podcast. This is a podcast about the Edmonton Oilers in a healthy and productive manner. My name is Herman Vijegas, and on my right, I have to apologize for him. We're all hurting. We're all hurting today. It's my dear friend, Elliot. He could not have the steps to do this show, but we're still going to have him in here. It's Elliot Tanti. That's a complete betrayal <laughs> right there. <laughs> I know you wanted Trail to apologize, friend, 34 but you years didn't in the business to. doing this together. <laughs> I've only been alive for 29 of them. But <laughs> 34 years. 34 years. Doing this. I'm sorry, Elliot. We were right. It was a very tough week. Holy man. This whole country was on fire. This whole country was... Everyone had opinions. Everyone had... But you weren't surprised, right? Like, No, I'm not surprised at all. This, yeah. Like, any time... Uh, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but anytime the words Don Cherry got brought up for any reason, there was always people that were going to go say the opposite thing or say that are, he's just one of those characters in Canada. We don't have a whole lot of them, but he's yeah, one of them. Yeah, and then I think everyone was kind of on edge, and there was other statements made by a female reporter. Oh, yeah, Jess Allen and CTV, which, ugh, whatever, ugh. stupid. Anyway, um, you know what was going to come, and yeah, it was just, it was what... We thought it was. It's exactly it. They were what they thought, <laughs> thought we, we, we thought they were. Playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll talk about that in a bit. Uh, we'll talk about it. Um, and we'll talk about what Ron McLean said on Saturday. And uh, we'll talk about the, the, the whatever feedback that came out as well, too. Uh, we're just going to have an organic conversation about this. We didn't really plan it. So we're going to figure it out along the way. But we do. I mean. There were games to be played. Oh, the Oilers were great this week. It was fun. It was great. It was it was all over the place this this week. So we'll they talk were about interesting. They were definitely. I don't interesting. know if it was great. Now yeah, that I think it about was, it, yeah, I want to come back to it. I'm just like, I have some have some opinions. So let's go talk about that in a bit. Sounds good. One one and one. Yeah, blowouts and blowing leads. That's a great. Uh, that's a great intro to this. This is a weird week. Hey? It's been a weird, weird week. I called last week. I said it was going to be two and one. Basically, it was like one and two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I called the wrong games. Yeah. I said we're going to beat uh, San Jose and Dallas, and we lost it up. Well, it's weird because San Jose and Dallas are both teams that had really tough starts this season, but now mm-hmm. have gotten a little bit hot. A little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for sure. And we certainly saw that. I mean, the San Jose game was embarrassing. Uh, the Avalanche game was insane and very telling of how good Connor and Leon are. Yeah. And yep. then last night's performance with Dallas was really frustrating. That one was frustrating to me. It's funny because I was, I knew that we were like going to record today, and I was watching the game, and it was like four two when we were winning. And my first thought is like, are the Oilers good? Like question yeah, mark. Yeah. And then, and then they lost, and I was they like, went, oh, wait, hold on. In the, in the third period. Yeah. yeah it, was like, it was, I mean, I think there's there's been lots of talk around comebacks in the yeah. changing NHL. You really got a sense of momentum and mm-hmm. what momentum means in the NHL nowadays in that game. Hey, you know what? I thought it was a great game to watch. There was, I, I thought the first period was outstanding. It was yeah, a 2-1. I think it was, it was really good. Uh, it was a good, good display of... Um, mm-hmm. I think two very good teams. Like I don't think they're great teams, but they're very good teams. That, that I think Stars they're level. Very they're level. They're very level. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. 
it, it brought back memories of like the old Dallas Stars and Oilers uh, battles. Yes. You know, where we had we like they were we were their Achilles heel. They were our Achilles heel. There was lots of tension back and forth. Yeah, in the Dano yeah, phase. that team was good. I mean, that Stars team was really, really good. Yeah. Um, the, the Eddie Bell for Mike Medano, yeah. Yeah. Zubov thing. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I feel like the Styles team, like Sagan and Ben, Ben Bishop played, got like, got kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think like having that comeback, um, it really hurts. It really hurts the chance for the Oilers. I mean, yeah, we still got a point out of it, but it felt like, it was a lost. That point. was one. We I felt like we lost. A point we lost there. the point there instead of For, game. It was the first game of the season where I felt like we lost a point. Yeah, or, or points. Exactly, exactly. And I think that like um, I hope that they take some lessons from that. I think Tippett. I hope come back because I mean we're playing San Jose on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, that's going to be a tough game again. Uh, and I think we're going to go through the California road trip, which is you know, San Jose, LA, Vegas. Um, <clears throat> those are all. I mean, the Kings are not good. But the Kings always bring a fight to the Oilers. Yeah. yeah I think they always have a five-game road trip. This is a five-game road trip. I think it's a five-game road trip. Yeah, the California, yeah. Arizona thing. They just keep adding teams out to that part of the yeah. United States. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> let's talk about our good friend, Connor McDavid, and Ooh. actually Leon Dreisaitl, too. Let's, take both, let's talk both of them. Yeah. So, um, looking at their stats, uh, Leon's leading the league, 43 points in 22 games. Amazing. Connor's at 40 points at 22 games. Also amazing. The next um, the next closest people in that point race is Pasternak, Marchand, and Carlson um, at 32 points. That is incredible. Eight points to up to 10 points lead. Yeah. Only with two games in hand for the Oilers. That's amazing. Amazing, amazing stat. Um, amazing that we have one, two. I don't remember before Connor and Leon that we've... I don't remember the first one too, like that we've had, and before Gretzky, right? Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. You mean like Ian Edmonton? <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I mean, I think you've seen this for in other elite teams and in other. I don't remember that either. Days. Like, who would it be? Malcolm Crosby. Ah, you're right, Malcolm Crosby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right about that. Backstrom Ovechkin. I don't think Backstrom was ever like no. that point of a producer. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that, that was a bit of a stretch. <laughs> um, Good player though, but no, I, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy how well they're doing how well they're playing mm-hmm. uh, obviously they put the team on the back um, the pieces are around them supporting them too I feel like Cassian's been a really good fit on that line I think so too uh, I'm glad it's worked out it's up and well. down like you know I, I, you're very, you were very critical of Cassian in that position to start the year yeah and, <laughs> I was and it hasn't always been great but it's been good yes um, yes and yeah like is there another gear? This is the thing. Every year we always say, like, is it is it going to get better than this? And uh, after last year, it was hard to say, like, Connor, Leon had 50 goals. Yep. Had um, points. Connor was insane. And then, yeah, they found another they found another gear. I, I, I was listening to talk radio this week, and people were talking about between the two of them, 260 points. Like, can they both get to 130? Yeah. They, they might be able to. They could. They could. They really could. I... It's interesting what kept, what the Oilers were going to look like after January. Not as a team roster, but like how they're going to play. Because I think now that they're in a playoff position, that they're going to be fighting for this playoff position. And so it's going to be different than it was, for instance, last year, where we weren't winning a lot of games. And even though Connor and Dry were racking up points, we weren't winning. Yeah. This year, it's a little bit different, right? We're winning some games. Uh, we're, we're still keeping up with the pack. It's not like... Like, I mean, December is going to be a test 
December's always a test for the Oilers. Yeah. Um, we'll see what happens at the end of December. But I mean, like, th- this team could easily come out of December with still with a playoff spot in hand, and they could be fighting for well, that. Well, I think the other thing, too, is what they've done and their presence means is that they've established themselves as a team you can't sleep on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the Avalanche sort of slept on the Oilers to yeah, start. Maybe. And the Oilers lit them up in the first period. Yeah. And I think now teams know going in, as they always knew, like, you know, 97 is really good. Yeah. And yeah. 97 and 29 are really good. You should keep an eye out on them. Yeah, but now <laughs> it's like, okay, we need a plan for 97 yeah. and 29 because if we when we need to get, counter both of them. because Exactly. And we can't take penalties and our power play needs to be really good and there's a bunch of different stuff around that. Totally. When the um, power play is click- clicking... These guys are out of control. Absolutely amazing. And I saw the goal with when Bear scored. Yeah. By the way, Ethan Bear having a great season. Sneaky which, Bear. Um, sneaky Bear. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope he's in the conversation for Calder because he's been absolutely amazing. Yeah, interesting. I, I hadn't really thought about that until now. Um, but most minutes in the entire league for any defense or any um, rookie. Rookie. Yep, absolutely. So, That's actually a really good point. Yeah, so I'm, I'm interested in that conversation. I'm also interested in, like, Connor's going to get uh, a building for the heart, I think, especially coming into the midseason range. You know, people are talking about... Okay, like, like, who do you give the heart to right now? That's my question, is do you give it to Connor or do you give it to Dreisaitl? I think so. What is it? It's the player that's most important to their most team. most valuable to their team. It has to be Connor. It has to be Connor, right? I totally agree. It has to be Connor. But I could definitely see Dry Sidel making a case, right? Like he is absolutely um, without Connor there, he drives that team. Yeah. <clears throat> There's a lot of people who are going to say, well, he's only good with Connor, um, which is. I don't think anyone's going to say that. People used to say that, but now. He's still on that line. He's still on the top line. He still yeah. can't drive a second line. You know what I mean? They're not splitting them up, that's for sure. As they shouldn't. I don't think they should. No. But at the same time, that might go against him. Um, he's a, a winger. I mean, he's technically a center, but he's still a winger. Um, but at the same time, I think Dreisaitl has... I mean, he's just a damn good player. And he's every single year, he's been better and better and better yeah. and better and better and better. Yeah. And he's been proven a lot of people wrong in that in that aspect where he's people thought okay last year that's like top level dry that's the best we're going to get to see of dry sidle yeah he's stepped up a notch this year no he, he keeps really getting has. better and better and better he really has so and if he wasn't playing with <clears throat> connor he'd be a star in any other team absolutely he would absolutely he would. still is a star too i i am I, uh, I think um the one thing i struggle with is i think sometimes he makes poor decisions in the neutral zone yeah. That and, and, and results in a, in some giveaways that I don't love. Yeah. Doesn't get burned all the time, but sometimes he does. That's a yep. bit frustrating. But good players do that kind of stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, Caleb Jones gets called up. I'm talking about Ethan Bear. Caleb Jones gets uh, – Brandon Manning gets sent down. Um, Caleb Jones was really good with the Avalanche. I don't know how good you – I didn't really pay attention to much with the Stars game, but, like – he was really good with the Avalanche, playing against the Avalanche. I mean, it's nice to be able to bring players up and put them into roles where they can have success. And mm-hmm. being able to put Caleb Jones into the third pairing and yeah. find success. He's is, really progressed, too, as is, a player. He's good, yeah. Um, and, you know, it was interesting. At the start of the year, if you'd picked Caleb Jones or Ethan Bear, who was going to make the team, we all would have said Jones. I, 100%, um, yeah. 
and Bear has sort of moved into that position. Now we're, I, I guess Jones has played well in the AHL and has mm-hmm. had an opportunity. I think they're they're. The defense has been a little bit shaky in terms of consistency. I mean, Nurse, Clefbaum, and Bear have been good and consistent, and Russell and Benning in the appropriate playing the appropriate amount of time. Yeah, and that third has been good. Larson, you've definitely noticed Larson's absence, um, and I think people like Pearson has been uh, what was a really promising start and camp it's after really he got down. hurt has really. Yeah, and I think this is a product of that. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I was really excited about Bill Pearson. I think he could still be good. Um, he's just young. That's just, it. It's yeah. not like this is a lost cause. No, and I think like Caleb Jones. I'm glad that we have this kind of like I think we mentioned it last last week. I'm glad we had this kind of problem where we can switch around defense, young defensemen, and see where yes. they're at, and like. Yeah, people like and Caleb it's not going to like really impact the, the outcomes, of the, or not even just like the the concept of the team itself, right? Like, and if someone gets injured, we in the def- defense where we it used to happen where somebody got injured and we'll be done. That would be it, right? Like Sekera would have been injured, and we're like, okay, that we don't know what to That's do. That's it, and we trade for right, Brendan Manning. Nice to see Andre Sekera last night. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Was it nice to see Corey Perry as well? Oh. <laughs> it was nice to see Darnell Nurse ragdoll him a couple times. That's, that's what I'll say. <laughs> that's true. Oh, boy. I don't, I don't care what anyone says. Like, Leon, Connor, you're all great. Darnell Nurse is my favorite player. Darnell Nurse is your favorite Oilers besides, yeah. like, yep. You know what? I have, oh, man. I, this is too early for me to say, but I really love Ethan Bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking about the Bear jersey last night. I, know, I, was, I was thinking like, about oh, that. This is I will too early. say. It's too early. It's too early. <laughs> We've been burned before. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to take a small break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about um, this burning controversy that is Ron McClain and Don Cherry. All right, so we had an interesting week uh, in hockey. Uh, it's funny because we, when we did our last show, we saw the the news live, which is funny. We saw you saw our actual reactions, learning to very Don- interesting to listen back to. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It really was. Um, but then there has been a lot of a lot of conversation, a lot of people talking, and I think what you mentioned, uh, Elliot, was actually very pertinent. Is like watch yourself when people like take care of yourself because there's going to be a lot of discussion around it, and there was there was a lot of people talking. Uh, we've heard from all sides of like different players, current players, ex-players. We saw um, commentators, a lot of commentators uh, comment on this. We saw people who are prominent in the hockey community talk about this. The firing of Don Cherry like, affected a lot of people. Um, and then we get um, this Saturday, Ron McLean uh, stepped up to the plates in the Coach's Corner segment. The ex-coach's corner segment um, and did I don't know what you would call that what, like would you call it an apology would you call it an explanation like what was that to you I don't know what it was I, I, I don't think Ron knew what it was I, I think if you asked him today he'd probably say that I mean he was very honest that he didn't know what to say in that mm-hmm. segment but he had this time to say something I mean at various points throughout the his um and I should say, if you haven't seen it, watch it. Yeah, you should um, watch it. 
at various points, I think he was talking directly to Dawn. Mm-hmm. I think there were very, and it wasn't veiled. I mean, I think there was also times when he was talking to other people that have spoken out, um, namely Bobby Orr, who he named at at one point too. Because Bobby I mean, Orr came out and said like yeah. he he was against Don Cherry, which is not. Not surprising that he would say that. So my thing, you know, looking at that, you have a man who is, he's outflanked and outgunned because he did, he apologized. So he's, um, you know, taking responsibility for it. Don's come after him. So there's people on that side that are mad at him. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's been countless stories and articles written about how Ron has enabled Don Cherry's behavior mm-hmm. for 34 years, if not the last 20. Um, and so he's a friend to no one. And that was a man last night who was in a position that was a friend to no one, I think. Right, right. And I, he, he, I, I think it was a man uh, who, in defeat. Yeah. I feel like it was a man who didn't know what to say. Like, And it was very evident that he wanted to talk about something but when he wanted to talk about it he didn't have the words to mention it like he never called there was no words of call about like how what Don said was um, racist divisive bigoted he never mentioned that because he was Don Cherry's friend still so he's working through that position too but then he's also as a broadcaster and as a person who apologized for these comments was also playing that part too. So I'm just, I, this is the part of me being like, like shit or get off the pot kind of thing. <laughs> like if you're going to be Don's friend, that's totally cool. As a, as Don's friend, you should be able to call him out. But at the, yes. doing it on national yeah. TV, probably yeah. not. So it just like his message was not clear. Like you're right. It was to Don Cherry, but then it was to the public. Oh, so I'm like, I'm just like, it was a was mess. mess. It was a total mess. And it's too bad because I think I think Ron was up there. I don't know this. I don't know Ron McLean. But if I could guess, I'd probably say that Ron in his head uh, believes he owes part, if not all, of his success in his career to his relationship with Don Cherry. Yeah. And that's what it felt like in that situation where he had he um yeah that's what that's what, it felt like that's where he was coming from right and i felt like i feel like someone at some point needed to sit down with ron this week and been like you are an excellent broadcaster mm-hmm. you're an excellent journalist mm-hmm. you're an excellent representative of the cbc of mm-hmm. hockey of the brand independent of your relationship with don in fact you have done all those things despite your weekly segment with Don Cherry. Absolutely. And that if you can't... So you need to rise up and own this moment. Yeah. Because Don took a shot at you. And you have a right and responsibility. If you believe in your heart that what Don said was wrong, then to call him out again and to do it. Because you don't owe him anything. And I think in that moment, Ron felt as though... That he owed him. He owed him. Yeah. And and it looked like a man who felt like he sh- he felt like he shouldn't be there because it was really... And it's not. That's, it's not. That's a good point. I, I totally agree with that. I think he, he looked like a man that was ashamed to be sitting there. And I... 
it would be tough. Like, I understand why Ron wouldn't call Don Cherry. I don't think he's that, that type of person that would call him out on national TV. I don't. He's never been that person. No, no. And that's why he works well with Don Cherry because he's not a person that would call out Don Cherry for all this shit. He does it every once in a while, but not to the point where he's just like, okay, that was not that was offside. But then you're like, okay, fine, whatever. Say what you want. <clears throat> um, and just. I think it's been left to. I don't know what that that explanation or what that, whatever that was served. Like I don't know what the point of that was. Well, he clearly hadn't written it. I mean, this yeah. is the one thing. If I was going to go advise Ron, yeah, that's if the I thing. had like you know, yeah, half an hour with Ron, even the first thing I would have said is write down what you're going to say, mm-hmm. think about what you're going to say, but write it down or at least have some talking points. Because the rambly like, oh Don, I called you, and maybe you're up at the cabin. Yeah, and I know like, yeah, it's it was like, so. <sighs> That whole thing for me is is just so. It was just, and like we were supposed to have closure for that, but um, it didn't yeah, provide he did, closure. Yeah, he didn't provide closure. All. Like I'm just he didn't provide closure. Like as a person myself, I who was pretty happy that Don Cherry was gone, and I will definitely pull my cards out and say like, yeah, he was. What he said was racist. What he said was bigoted. What he said was had nothing to do with. Um, Remembrance Day, it had more to do with racism. and But the problem was that I feel that Ron McLean should have a little bit more responsibility in that. He took it that Sunday, that last Sunday, and he apologized. He had this opportunity again to be like, let's mend this, um, this thing that we have that, that Don Cherry caused and that in my head I caused um, he could have easily taken that route to be like he didn't have to call Don Cherry out he could have just been like this is on me too and this is what I did let's move forward together yeah but he didn't he was still playing that like well I'm his is that what you want Ron to do is that I, what you want want to Ron to I do I do want Ron to be like a person that kind of he admits his mistake and wants to do something further because I think that's the, the reconciliation part of it and if he really believes that whatever was said was divisive and he played a part of it which was his apology last last week that's what he said then I would want that from him I would want the reconciliation part of it right like I would want that for people who heard what Don Cherry has said and has said for many years yeah. that were heard about it to feel like they belong in that broadcast, that they belong watching Hockey Night in Canada yeah. every week. I think that should be his role. And he is a good person to do that role, but he needs to actually do that and own it and make sure it happens and not just be Don Cherry's friend during that segment. He needs to be the, 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 the guide to this as well, too. Yeah. And if he can't be the guide, then step out and let somebody else be the guide. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it was an. I mean, I think that Don Cherry betrayed Ron McLean this week. He did. He and really I did. I think um, that's probably very hurtful and very. And, 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 and I think that Ron should have talked about that. You know, I stepped up. He didn't. Yeah. He went to Fox News and, and yeah, took me on. He did. He, um, you know, he's such a loser and so pathetic that he tried to change the words that he said 
because he knows they're wrong, but he's right. not doesn't have enough balls and gumption to own it. Yeah, that's what I wanted Ron McLean to say. Yeah, that's you know because that's what friends do. Yeah, that's what they say to each other. Like if you're gonna say it, at least own it. Um, I, I think that was the role I wanted Ron to play. That's a lot to ask of Ron, and mm-hmm. I don't think that's in Ron's character. But that's how I felt. Yeah, this week. Um, I was actually appalled at how we allowed as a society or people as a society have allowed Ron or Don to to change the words that he said because 100%. he knows they're wrong. 100%. And this, this guy that talks about morality and credibility and hard work and, and being an honest player in an honest game couldn't even own the fucking words that he said. Yeah, I know. Um, and, and, is, and that we've allowed him to somehow uh, change them to me is appalling. Yeah, I um, agree. Totally agree. And... And Don Cherry is a loser, and Don Cherry doesn't even have the capacity to own what he said. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is so contrary to all of these these values that uh, he prescribes to hockey and and being a man and hockey culture. Right. Um, And I wish someone would say that to Don. And I think the person to have said it was Ron last night, and he didn't. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. But yeah, he wouldn't. You know, and that's the it's, thing. It's, he I know. I'm asking him a lot, though. So, stepping away from Ron McClain. Obviously, I'm mad. Stepping away from Ron McClain for a second, what did you, were you surprised about the reaction that happened this week from the day of being fired to today? Absolutely not. Were you? No, absolutely not. I think we called it. We said, yeah. be careful. Watch yourself. You know, this is going to get worse before it gets better. Um, I mean, Don Cherry going out and doing the media blitz on Tuesday, defending himself, and, and, and that caused a whole thing. I mean, it's caused issues, I'm sure, in families. Uh, I know there's members of my family that are divided. My Ontario family, mm-hmm. particularly, is, is quite loving of Don Cherry. Um, and then there was the stupid comments made by the CTV. Yeah, um, Jess Allen calling calling hockey players rich Which rich all white they boys. did was serve to give people like Bob Stoffer a medium to get involved in this conversation when they did they really didn't we didn't need them there. That's exactly it. Um and so I think like in my mind it's just we lost the point here again. Um and I knew that was gonna happen, but it sure is disappointing. Yeah, it's disappointing. It's disappointing that we didn't take this moment, and I think a lot of people were trying to do this, didn't take this moment and started thinking about racism in Canada. And started using this as a, as a poll about hockey culture and racism, and hockey culture and the way that we talk about others, otherisms. Um, because that's what the conversation was about. Yeah. And that was the idea that um, Don Sherry brought up when he said, you people. And like I said, the you're right about people allowing him to change the narrative, allowing him to talk about... Well, they oh, allowed I him was, to change what he said. Not Yeah, not only change what he said, but also like the intention being like, oh, I just wanted people to wear poppies. It's like, that has nothing to do with what you said. No. It has nothing to do with what you said. Everyone agrees with that. Like that wasn't the argument. Yeah. The argument is that you call, you specifically called out people that come here, which is an allusion to immigrants. So that was the conversation. And you're right. Like people allowed him to be like, "Well, it's just talking about poppies. I'm talking about yeah. this." Um, and so it was annoying to for people to kind of um, just miss that part. And not only that... Well, I think they, they on purpose, tried to miss it or tried to change it yeah. to that narrative. Because um, 
in their own mind and in what they believe. They believe the same things that Don said, honestly. Mm-hmm. The milk and honey and get out of here. Right. Um, it's, you know, you, you use the military to demonize immigrants. And I, I, I mean... If I was a, per- I, I, I I'm not a person in the military. I'd be inclined. I, you, you've heard from people on both sides of this, and the people in the military. I mean, in my mind, the military's done a lot more for Don Cherry than Don Cherry's ever done for the military. And oh, no yeah. one said that. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I totally agree with that. I mean, the Royal Canadian Legion came out and yeah. went against this, these comments. Um, and it's funny that like. Like when Don Cherry was on Fox News talking to Tucker Carlson, and Tucker Carlson yeah. calls us, call everybody fascist for believing these things is typical like Fox News bullshit. But I was like, oh, so you're calling the Royal Canadian Legion fascist? <laughs> and like you could tell like Don Cherry in that moment. I saw his, I saw that interview and his face kind of turned and was like, oh shit, this is not where I wanted. He's like, to where, where am I? Where am I? <laughs> um, I also encourage people to look at when there is a racialized voice talking about Don Cherry and go look at their comments. Go look at the when somebody tweets out something, go look at their replies. There's three articles on The Athletic about Don Cherry. Two were by people of color. One was by a white person, um, Sean McAdoo from uh, Down Goes Brown, basically. So he was talking about this on Puck Soup. He was saying... Look at all three of our articles. All three of us kind of landed on the same argument, basically, like the Don Cherry. This is the reckoning for Don Cherry, and she sh- this should have ba- shouldn't yeah. have happened. And all three of us landed on the same argument. Go look at their comments and how different it is for Sean than it is in refers to racialized people. They got way more abuse than where Sean would have gone. Yeah. That tells you way more about the way that we look. Uh, at these issues than anything else would. Um, but also, I really hope this turns into like a learning lesson for Canadians about that not everybody liked Don Cherry. And I think that was the argument, too, that like Don Cherry is this legend and Don Cherry was this revered person. Now that he's fired, like you saw... I mean, you and I have been saying this for two years. Yeah. But I guess... I think it just came out like more people were like, oh, yeah. People believe Don Cherry is this sort of like... God, and he wasn't. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. So he was just a stupid old man. Yeah, exactly. Stupid racist old man. Yeah, yeah. And we've been saying that for years, and people have been saying it. And I'm sorry that this episode has has upset what you believed Don Cherry to be. Mm-hmm. But he is what he is, and he's been that way for years. I mean, you shared a video this week on Twitter from 1990 where he's yeah. talking about Canada first. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And even people who are taking that video out of context, oh, well, it's just the time of the boat. I'm like, he's been this way for years. Yes. People who have keep defending him are like, well, he just spoke out of turn one time. Like, no. No. He's been this way for years. Yes. <laughs> he wouldn't, you don't, you wouldn't get fired if it, maybe you would now, but I, the legend of Don Terry wouldn't get fired after this comment, if this was not, he hadn't made a habit of this. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and he said much, much worse. And he's a f- fucking pussy. Yes. He, he really couldn't is. even own his own words. He had to rewrite the script. Yeah. Like, uh, you talk about character. And so how much time he's talking about character mm-hmm. and how much time he spent talking about how great um, 
you, you know what it takes to be in hockey. You know the ma- the manliness of hockey, and he couldn't even own it. Yeah, eighty four years old, and he's still running scared. Yeah, and he blamed his friend. And, and he right blamed the, his friend. His longtime yeah. friend. His longtime friend for this. So he's and a he, weak man, and we all finally just saw it. Yeah. What do you want out of Sportsnet from this from now on? I don't know that I care. Um, I don't know what the segment's going to be in the first intermission. It will obviously, uh, they said Coach Recorder's not coming back. Mm -hmm. Um, So I imagine it will be more of the same. I wouldn't mind seeing that segment be devoted to more talk about hockey analytics. Yep. Yep. I think that would be a really change, a real change. Yep. And a real signal. Um, in terms of Sportsnet, I, I, I mean, I think that they have done, of all of the players in this, aside from the fact that they've kept Don Cherry on for too long, they've actually done pretty well. They, they were quick with their apology. They were clear about the expectations around what Don and Ron did. One did, one didn't, and one was fired and one wasn't. I mean, it's tough to ask more out of them. I agree. I think they did a good job in trying to handle this and trying to turn the tide, and um, they made a bold choice. And I think I would want more people in the media to make bold choices like this. And I think that's it was important. And they knew that there was going to be backlash. They knew that there was this was going to not be um, being just blown over in like a couple days. This was a big. This was going to be a big story. And they have done a good job. I mean, the only thing I I would blame them is to have Ron McLean out there on Saturday without a script to just talk off the cuff. Was I think that explanation or whatever that was. I don't know what that was. Um, didn't really serve anything. But everything else has been pretty top-notch. I don't think that coach, like a, a, I mean, a segment comes back until no. the end of the year. I mean, I would say they did the right thing in giving that space to Ron McClain. Yeah. The problem was Ron McClain didn't do what he needed. Yeah, you may be right. That. I think it was right more. They, they probably said, here, you've got this. You can speak to the world. You've got the platform. We owe you a little bit. Uh so let's go yeah for sure and yeah and I would love to see more an analytics approach or more just somebody just like explain the game a little bit better right like there's some amazing people that we can have uh, explaining like X's and O's just like tell yeah. me how the sausage is made sometimes like yeah. tell me how this power play is set up why is this coach yeah. coaching this way like why do we have people come out into yeah. offensive zone and why they're different from defense like I would love to see just a little bit more breakdown of what's going on yes because I think other sports do that amazingly football does that amazingly yeah football like, does a good job basketball does that great too but I also think that there's a real place to be like like what is Corsi what does it mean exactly yeah like what is expect the goals what is PDO what is all these why is plus minus not the same uh, doesn't mean doesn't mean as much why is it, it not a good to... metric yeah. right yeah yeah, 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 yeah. totally so those like, kind of conversations are great what's this emerging new trend in sports analytics absolutely what are the devils doing that you've heard about or whatever yeah you know like those are those are those are interesting conversations and I agree it's, it's a modernization of hockey so we'll see we'll keep a, a, a close eye on what Sportsnet does with Coach's Corner with Hockey Night Canada does the last thing I wanted to mention CBC has like done a shit job with this by the way CBC in general um so you kind of, I kind of like associate I know it's in Sportsnet but Hockey Night Canada and CBC are pretty synonymous yes 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 CBC is basically just like washed their hands off of this which is yeah. I think someone called them out and was like what is your role into like the, the years of Don Cherry and they're like not my role anymore not our role 
whatever it was, it wasn't us. Yeah. That is fucking cowardly. <laughs> that is fucking cowardly. I was so ashamed of what well, the CBC Well, the CBC has basically enabled Don Cherry for too long. Yeah. yeah I, I, he was handed off by... He was handed off to see Sportsnet from CBC, so... Yeah. And they have, like... I think there was one CBC employee that called out Don Cherry and was told to, like, take it down. It was a mess. It was an absolute mess. And I'm disappointed. I'm more... I was more impressed with what Sportsnet did than what CBC has done. And it's a public broadcaster. That's annoying. <laughs> the public broadcaster has been a mess. That's a mess. That's a mess. Anyways, that was the last thing we're going to talk about. We're not going to do a big topic today. I think we've talked a lot about um, these are kind of like Ron McLean. I think we did a better job than Ron McLean, to be honest. It's <laughs> hard. Talking it's, off the cuff like I, this. I don't, you know, I think he is a, I think it was hard. I think was he was definitely hurt hard. and he's hard. And it was hard. And Ron McLean doesn't have like a very um, direct delivery to begin with. Yeah. But in that moment, he needed one. He really did. He really did. Um, did you Did you watch it live? I didn't watch it live. I just watched the I watched the clips later. It'd be interesting to see how many people. I actually watch Hockey Night in Canada. It's the first time in a while. I used to turn off Hockey Night in Canada when that yeah. segment came on because I hate Don Terry. I've hated yeah. him for a long time. Um, for some a long time, I watched that part of the broadcast, and I actually made a point of watching Hockey Night in Canada last night to see what was going to happen. Yeah, we. I didn't watch it. I just watched the the clips later on. I watched the full thing, like just to see what, like, why I wanted my own opinions on it. Um, yeah, I just it was rambly, and I didn't get it. But it is what it is. That's what we have. That was the end of Coach's Corner. Hopefully, this will. Um, I think this conversation is important. I think it needs to continue on. I just hope, I, I worry that this is going to turn more into a circus as the coming years go on. And like, we're, we're, we're at the end of like year endless. This is going to get redone again. Like, people at the Rebel is already like adding crap up. Like, it's just, it's going to become nonsense. If the Rebel is supporting you, you've probably done something wrong. Yeah, I know. <laughs> if they started a GoFundMe page for you, that's not a good side. <laughs> um, but I think we did a good job. <laughs> I think we as did a good job as best we could out of this. Uh, whatever company, we're going to try to talk about it. But we're also going to talk about hockey. I think the Oilers are doing... Um, the Oilers are good. Oilers are good this season. Decent. They're decent this season. Just say it. The Oilers are good. I can't say that yet. <laughs> Just wait till December. I'm just gonna. I know every December we get a slump, so I'm first just, in the Pacific. I know, I know. I'm just so worried to say it. <laughs> Anyways, so next game is coming up. Um, playing the Sharks on Tuesday, playing the Kings on Thursday, playing the Golden Knights on Saturday. What do you think? I expect the Oilers to have a real pushback game against the Sharks because they got embarrassed. Uh, the Kings they should beat, and the Golden Knights are a good team. I mean, <laughs> this could all go any of three ways. I'm feeling a bit down, so I'm going to say 0-3 this week. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going the opposite. I'm going to go one and two. I think that is not the opposite. The opposite would be three and zero. The opposite of last week when I said two and one. <laughs> um, I think they'll. I think they'll beat the Kings. No, actually, no. I think they'll beat the Sharks. They're going to lose against Kings and Knights. Um, I could see that happening. But we'll see. The Oilers are always surprising us. Always. <laughs> so have a good week, everyone. 
And we'll see you next time on The 104.